Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to another episode of the only podcast in the world where somebody is reading the dictionary. Oh boy, that is a phrase that I have said a lot. If you have any suggestions for a new phrase that I could say at the beginning, or just something fun, send me a message, send me an email, do whatever you want to do. Um, maybe, what is that podcast? Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, maybe like on Comedy Bang Bang, uh, I can read a new one uh, every time if I get enough people sending in suggestions. But in the meantime, I'm just going to say what comes out of my mouth. Uh, anything interesting to say today? I don't know. Probably not. I just bought a bike. Maybe I'll talk about it that at the end. The first word of the episode is beauty berry. One word, B-E-A-U-T-Y-B-E-R-R-Y. This is a noun from 1918. Any of a genus of deciduous shrubs and trees of the vervain family that bear dense clusters of small, usually purple berries and are often cultivated as ornamentals. Vervain is is spelled like it sounds, V-E-R-V-A-I-N. I don't know what the Vervain family is, but if you want to learn it, you should go look it up. Maybe I'll put a link in the episode description. Uh, I think it's funny that it says it's part of the Vervain family that bear dense clusters, etc. Um, and if you want to learn more about the word bear, you can go back... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, maybe like six episodes or so. There was one episode that was all about the word bear, the first form and the second form. Uh, so I'm sure the proper definition was in one of those somewhere. Um, the genus name for beauty berry is Calicarpa, C-A-L-L-I-C-A-R-P-A. Uh, okay, next we have beauty bush, two words, noun from 1926, a Chinese shrub of the honeysuckle family with pinkish flowers and bristly fruit. And the scientific name is... uh, It's different than most of the scientific names I've seen. Um, Not sure why. Colquitsia amabilis. And the first word is spelled K-O-L-K-W-I-T-Z-I-A. Colquitsia. Now we have beauty contest. Two words, noun from 1886. One... An assemblage of girls or women at which judges select the most beautiful, called also beauty pageant. I have lots of issues with this, but we don't need to get into that. Number two, a presidential primary election in which the popular vote does not determine the number of convention delegates a candidate receives. Well, uh, four years ago, we had something like this happened, and I think, what is it, 2000? 20 years ago, we had th- the same thing happen. The person who got the popular vote was not the one who won. Uh, yeah, so I don't really care for beauty contests. But it's from 1886, so I kind of want to see if I can find a picture of the, uh, or the earliest photo of a beauty contest, because I think that might be kind of funny to see. Um, All right, now we have beauty mark, two words, noun from 1849, a small dark mark as a mole on the skin, especially of the face. Some famous beauty marks would be, um, I think, Madonna and uh, Cindy Crawford. And, well, I don't know if you'd call it a beauty mark, but um, 
was it Al Pacino? No, no. Robert De Niro has a mole on his face. Uh, it was mentioned in Weird Al's song "Frank's Two Thousand Inch TV." And but I don't know if he would call it a beauty mark. He might just call it a mole. But it is a mole. But some people call it a beauty mark to make themselves feel better about it, right? Is that what people do? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Beauty is not about what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside. So it's just the thing on the skin that usually is harmless. But if it's not harmless, hey, you should go to the dermatologist. You should get yearly checkups. Uh, I'm partly saying this to myself. Um, But yeah, I've had a couple of things removed that were questionable. So please go get your skin checked. All right, next we have beauty part Two words, noun from 1951, the most desirable or beneficial aspect of something. Next is beauty queen, two words, noun from 1893, a beautiful and glamorous woman or girl, specifically a winner of a beauty contest. Now we have beauty shop, two words, noun from 1890, an establishment or department where hairdressing, facials, and manicures are done, called also beauty parlor or beauty salon. And I recently, relatively recently, learned about other things, like eyebrow threading is a thing. I still don't totally understand that, but I guess that's a thing that people do to their eyebrows. Um, Yes. Next is beauty spot. Two words. Noun from 1650. Number one, we have the number two definition for the first form of the word patch, P-A-T-C-H. And then number two, we just have the synonym beauty mark. So it could be a beauty mark, a beauty spot, I feel a sneeze coming on. And I think there's another phrase that people use. Is this sneeze? If I look at the sun, it goes away. Okay, that was fun. Uh, There's a beauty, there's another phrase for... I don't know. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Now we have Beau Arts. Beau is spelled B-E-A-O. No, that's not how it's spelled. B-E-A-U-X. So this is a French word. B-E-A-U-X. Lots of vowels together. This is the first form of Beau Arts. It's two words. It is a noun from 1753, and we just have the synonym Fine Arts. And uh, it is French doesn't really give me much information other than the French form is spelled the same, but there's a hyphen. Now we have the second form of Beau Arts. It is an adjective uh, from 1878, characterized by the use of historic forms, rich decorative detail, and a tendency toward monumental conception in architecture. Well, this is a very high-level, highbrow uh, form of thought that I cannot understand, Unless I get some more information, uh, this is French from École des Beaux Arts, which is the School of Fine Arts in Paris. Now we have the word, uh, yeah, that was the second form. I think I said that. Now we have the first form of the word beaver, B E A V E R. It is a noun from before the 12th century. This is an old word. Number one, uh, one A, well, let's see. I guess the one definitions, 1A and 1B, are saying that the plural form is just beaver again, not with an S, just beaver. So 1A, either of two large semi-aquatic herbivorous rodents comprising a family 
Um, well, there's a lot in parentheses. Comprising a family having webbed hind feet and a broad, flat, scaly tail and constructing dams and partially submerged lodges. So the part in parentheses says the family name is Castoridae, uh, including Castor canadensis of North America and Castor fiber. Fiber? Fiber. Just looks like the word fiber. Uh, and that is the one in Eurasia. So those are like the two main kinds of beavers, North America and Eurasia. And let's see, I don't know if we're going to get into this, so I'm trying to decide if I want to tell you this thing. Okay, well, I'll just tell you now, um, The you may have noticed a, a word in the scientific name that was familiar, castor, C-A-S-T-O-R. There's a thing called castor oil. I'm not 100% sure if that is related or, or comes from a beaver, um, but there is something that comes from a beaver. Um, it's from their the castor gland, and it is called castorium, and it is a uh, it's a liquid that is secreted by from this castor gland that somehow somebody decided or figured out that they could use and put in um, in in food as a flavoring. I think it's for a vanilla flavoring. So if you see something that is vanilla flavored and says it has natural flavors on it in the ingredients or natural flavoring, it very well may contain castorium, which comes from a beaver. Some of you probably don't care. Personally, I don't like that. Uh, I think it's gross, and I don't think it's very uh, nice to the animal. We're not going to talk about this anymore, but this is a, a little piece of trivia that I learned a while ago, and I thought everybody should learn about that. That was fun. Now we go to 1B, the fur or pelt of the beaver. 2A, a hat made of beaver fur or a fabric imitation. 2B, synonym is silk hat. Number three, a heavy fabric of felted wood or of cotton napped on both sides. And then number four is usually vulgar. And uh, again, these are words in the dictionary. This is just how people talk. Um, it is the pudenda of a woman. So I'm glad that they put this in a very scientific way, uh, using a, a scientific word that probably most people, including myself, are not 100% familiar with. It's not like it gets used in everyday um, uh, everyday language. Uh, but so there you go. That was the first form of beaver. Um, let's see. Let's look at some etymology. Middle English, bever. So they took out the A. Uh, from Old English, beofor. I'm just saying these how they're spelled, beofor, um, akin to the Old High German bibar, which means beaver, and probably to the Old English brun, which means brown, and there's more at the word brown. And I think the word bear had the same uh, brun, brown thing. All right, now we have the second form of beaver. It is a noun from the 15th century. One, a piece of armor protecting the lower part of the face. Number two, a helmet visor. I had no idea that there was a piece of armor called the beaver, um, but I did read the uh, description of the word armor when I was reading the A's and uh, went through all the different pieces, um, so maybe I just don't remember that one being said. Well, now I kind of want to go back and look at the word armor and see if in the picture that's one of the, one of the words. We're almost there. We're changing. We're flipping pages. Where's that armor? Here's the armor 
uh, armor, helmet, gorget, shoulder piece, palette or palette, breastplate, brassard, elbow piece, skirt of tasses, tuil, gauntlet, quiz, I don't know how to pronounce that, knee piece, jumbo, and solarette. Well, beaver was not on there, so I was, uh, that's new to me. All right, now we have the third form of beaver. It is a verb, an intransitive verb from 1946, to work energetically. And as in, beavering away at the problem. Sorry for the pause there. I heard some floor creaking, and uh, I looked over, and it was just my cat walking around. Now we have beaver board, one word, noun from 1903. A fiber board used for partitions and ceilings. So this is from beaver board, which is a trademark. Next is beaver tail, one word, noun from 1919. A low-growing prickly pear cactus of the southwestern U.S. and northern Mexico having large, usually pink or red flowers. The scientific name is Opuntia. It goes over to the second line. Opuntia bacillaris. Now we have bebop. B-E-B-O-P. It is a noun from 1942. And we just have the number one definition for the third form of the word bop. Bebopper is a noun. This is a weird story. I think I'm the only person on the planet who has this in my brain, um, which would make sense, actually. I remember walking with some friends in high school, and I don't know why. This is the thing that I think of when I think of the word bebop, so this is why I'm telling you this stupid story. Um, I don't know if what we were talking about, who said it, but it was something about, is bebop short for anything? Um, maybe there was some other form of music that was short for something else that we had mentioned, and then somebody thought of bebop, and we said, is it short for something? And I think me or somebody said, yeah, it's short for bebop hoobadooba. And then when the person said that, I think they tripped or their foot did something, and it and they hurt their foot. I, honestly, it could have been me for all I know. Um, and so then at the end of the phrase, they said, ow. So it was bebop hoobadooba, ow. And it just became the whole thing. And so that is what I think of when I think of the word bebop. And I hope that all of you now think of that stupid, stupid story uh, whenever you hear bebop. And you say, bebop, hoobadoob, ow! Okay, now we have B-E-C, all caps. It is an abbreviation for Bureau of Employees Compensation. I wonder if this... Uh, uh, they're probably getting a lot of business now because we are still in quarantine uh, here in Illinois. We have been pushed back to uh, April 30th. We are quarantined until April 30th. Uh, and so the Bureau of Employees Compensation is probably busy. Okay, now we have Becalm, B-E-C-A-L-M. It is a transitive verb from 1582. 1A, to keep motionless by lack of wind. 1B, to stop the progress all of. To stop the progress of. Number two, to make calm. And a synonym is soothe. Now we have the word because. Oh, there's a, there's a few ways to say this. Because, 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 because. Uh, yeah, because. Because. How do you say the word? This is one of those words that a lot of people say different ways and sometimes it bugs me a little bit, but you know what? People talk different, so it's okay. Uh, this is a conjunction from the 14th century. One, for the reason that. 
Synonym is since, as in rested because he was tired. Number two, the fact that. And then a synonym is the word that. As in, the reason I haven't been fired is because my boss hasn't gotten around to it yet. The reason I haven't been fired is because my boss hasn't gotten around to it yet. That is a quote from E.B. White. I think E.B. White wrote Charlotte's Web. Am I mistaken? Not sure, but I think that's right. Um, Maybe I'll see if I can find where this quote is from. If I feel so motivated. Um, Let's see, Middle English. From the phrases because that, or just because, from the phrase by cause that. So it's interesting. I think, yeah, it looks like it is saying that it was by cause that, and then the by cause became because, one word, and then they just got rid of the that. Maybe I'll look at that uh, Edom Online webpage to see if they have any more information. Now we have the phrase because of. It is a preposition from the 14th century, by reason of, on account of. Sorry for my stories. Uh, This is a long episode. Okay, we're almost there. Next is the word bechamel, B-E-C-H-A-M-E-L. And then that first E has an accent. It is a noun from 1789, a rich white sauce. This is French from the sauce bechamel, spelled a little different, from Louis de Bechamel, who died in 1703, and he was a French courtier. What is a courtier? I've heard it, but I don't know what it is. Is that something with cooking? All right, the last word is bechance, B-E-C-H-A-N-C-E, or bechance. It is a verb from 1527. It is archaic, and we just have the synonym befall. So many good words in this episode. We are going to pick the one that was the favorite of everybody. I'm going to have to pick Bebop because of reasons that have to do with my story. Um, the Yeah, so that's all the words. Uh, if you want to know, just right before I recorded this, I, uh, I went and bought a new bike. I had a bike that I bought from a friend that was very old, probably 40 or 50 years old. Uh, so, you know, it was fine. It, um, it, it's, it works. I got it slightly tuned up, but we went for a ride a couple days ago and, uh, it was just not, I wasn't loving it. Um, and so I bought a new bike and, uh, I took it around for a a short little ride to make sure it was good. And I think it is good. And it is a multi-speed cruiser bike and I like it. And now that the weather is getting nicer, I think we're going to start going out on more bike rides. That is my story. I am glad you listened. So, so glad. Sorry for the long episode. Uh, let's, let's see if the next one will be shorter. But who knows? If something comes up that I got to say something about, I'm just going to say it. Because I just say whatever comes to mind, pretty much, mostly. All right, this has been Spencer dispensing information to your brains. Thank you and goodbye.